listening to another powerful message from C3 Southwest Washington. We are so excited you're here with us, and we believe God has more in store for you. Let me just pray quickly over you, Father. I thank you for your good people in this room. You, by the way, you don't have to close your eyes. Just so you, it, it might feel creepy while I'm praying for you and I'm looking at you. Boy, the music went away. <laughs> You've lost that love and feet. No, so, so like, okay. Is it create my own music? Make your own song, right? There we go. That's better, isn't it? Okay. Um, when, when we pray here at the church, uh, prayer is a, a very powerful thing. Uh, no place in the Bible does it say you have to close your eyes. In fact, I find it's like one of those ways where you detach and like slip into a little bit of a coma can be. Like, but I, we love you. And so when we pray, I look around, I'm like, Lord, I pray for your people. Some people that I don't even know who you are, but Jesus does, and he gave his life for you, and we want God's best in your life. And we also, we pray out loud together. Prayer is a thing that you can have people pray over you, but it's also like rowing in a boat together for the same direction. And if, if you believe that you, you want to experience the blessings of God, it's okay to pray along and out loud. And mom and dad, you're going to find out that as you do that, your children are going to learn to pray. And it also collectively creates an atmosphere and if we were to say, we're a church that believes in prayer, and the person steps up to the front and begins to pray, and everybody's quiet and silent, or somebody steps up to the platform and says, let's pray, and everybody's looking around and they're praying together, like, whoa, this church really believes in prayer. There's a difference, isn't there? Yeah. Amen. And we're that second church, okay? So, Father, I pray over every person in this room. I thank you for your goodness over them. Lord, your vision for their life, let it be revealed. Lord, as we look in Scripture... There are things that are going on that we see with our eyes, and then there's what we can't see with our eyes. What you are doing in the heavenly realm, and I pray, God, you'll reveal that for each person. As, as I was just mentioned, um, Father, we, we know that there's what we plan for our families, the vision we have for our families and as individuals, and then there's the vision you have collectively as the church. Father, the things that you wanna do, you wanna show us and help us to partner with you in order to see those things come to pass. So it's in Jesus' name that we pray. We're believing to accomplish what you've called us to do. And everyone said amen and amen. Give the person next to you a high five. And you may grab your seat. And uh, we're excited to be in God's house. Um, today is Vision Builder Sunday. For those of you who this might be something uh, maybe new for you, let me just say just really, really clearly to you, uh, we do talk about money in the church frequently because it's a very practical Topic. I wish that uh, Checkbook 101 was taught to our students in high school. There's a lot of people that graduate high school and don't understand that you can't spend more than you make. It's a concept, okay? Um, and Jesus actually talks about finances and stewardship quite a bit. We talk about it not as it pertains to church typically, but as it pertains to your life and your relationship with God and stewardship. And we're called to, to make disciples, and part of being a good disciple is learning how to function in favor with your finances. Anytime we talk about finances, it is not a ploy in this church to get more of your money. In fact, 90% of the time that we talk about it, there's really a greater focus for you to experience the favor and blessing of God in your resources. I know what it is to not have my resources blessed. And then I know what it's like to have my resources covered by the grace of God and watch them do incredible things. And so even as we talk about vision builders uh, for our church family, yes, part of it is us collectively coming together and believing for what should be 
and then fighting to see that happen throughout the year. But a, a much deeper thread you've got to know from my heart to yours is to watch your finances unlock and experience an unusual favor from God as you function in alignment with the principles that are in the scripture. You know, I believe that God really does want to pour out his blessings in all area of our lives, but most of the time, there is an issue of alignment, that God's favor exists, but we're over here. The water's coming out. You ever have your gutter get dis detached at your house? Right now, I've been doing some remodeling, and so I've disconnected my gutters three stories up. And it's really weird that three stories up, as that water comes down, it does not drop into the little drain that's in the concrete, right, you know, 30 feet below it. And, and because it's, it requires some alignment, something to connect heaven to earth. And so many times there's things that God wants to do in our lives, and we know that he wants it to happen in our lives, but we don't experience it because we don't recognize that I need to bring myself into alignment with God's word in order to experience those things. A lot of times, even like couples, they might be struggling in their marriage. Lord, bless our marriage. We're really struggling. Yes, and I believe that God wants to bless every single marriage. Amen? Amen. Come on. We don't ever, God, I'm not sure what your will is. His will is to bless your marriage and to help you navigate that. In order to experience that, you could just pray, oh, Lord, I pray, God, you would allow the rain coming out of the drain there to magically make its way down into this little tiny hole 34 feet down below. Or... You could get things aligned up. Lord, reveal to me how to get the funnel aligned with the flow so that I'm able to experience the blessings of God. Yeah. There's a lot of people that pray a lot of years with great length and don't recognize that there's a part for us to play in seeing God's very best come into our lives. Some things that need to be revealed. The, the chasm between what is and what should be requires us to discover that so that the two things can come together and we can experience God's very best. So that is really part of the heart of Vision Builders, our Vision Builder commitment, our Vision Builder Sunday. And through the years, historically, uh, our church, smaller church, understandable, but everything that we do, we try to do with excellence. And behind the scenes, for those of you who just walking in for the first day, this church has been involved with a million plus dollars outside of this house where we have planted churches, helped secure properties. We've built houses in foreign countries for people who had nothing. We've sent many, many mission trips. There's probably, Paige, I don't remember, was it five churches in Africa that we funded the building? I mean, the list is so long. I don't remember many of the things that we've done in the short years of our existence. We are committed to that. We want to be involved with kingdom stuff. Uh, we are a church that what we preach as far as individually, um, it was mentioned tithing and vision builders offerings. That's not a practice we act, just ask you to participate, or we don't ask you, God, it's in his word, but we function in as a church. There's no year that's ever gone by where we didn't give away or, or, or so outside of these four doors, 15 and 20, and some years, 25% of every dime that's ever come in. We believe in this process, and God has blessed us for it. Okay, with that on your seat, you don't have to look through it now. There should be a Vision Builder trifold. Just explain Vision Builders 2024 and a commitment card, and we'll get to that in just a second. So I want to draw your attention to a great portion of Scripture out of 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 through 17, and this will uh, hopefully help you to understand the concept of vision. In this chapter, we're reading about the great prophet Elijah and also about the king of Syria who's attacking Elijah's nation. Elijah's a prophet to his king, advising his king from, from the king of kings. And the nation of Syria is constantly attacking Israel, trying to, to uh, punish them, trying to take their land, their property, and their resources. 
And every time the king of Syria goes to attack the nation of Israel, God gives Elijah a word. And Elijah says, here's from God, hey, Syria's coming. They're going to attack here. Get out of there. Get the king out of there and go to a different place. And so this happens so many times. And the king of Syria is absolutely frustrated because he's got this great strategy and this huge army, and he's got the intel to be able to take out the king of Israel. And every time he shows up at the last second, the king of Israel is gone. And so finally, he's so frustrated, he's yelling at his men, and his men in this chapter reveal to him the real thing that's going on here is not that the king is so smart, it's that there's a prophet named Elijah that is dialed in, and he hears what the king of Syria whispers in the closed places of his palace. It's revealed to the prophet Elijah, and he tells the king of Israel. And so then the king switches strategy. Okay, that's the, that's the weak point. We need to not go after the nation of Israel. We got to go after this prophet. And so they find out where the prophet is going to be. Now, this time, as Elijah prays, God says, well, we're going to go ahead and take care of this right here tomorrow. Stay where you're at. And so that night, as the king of Syria discovers where Elijah is, him and his men, they make their way with a substantial army to the place where Elijah's at to go ahead and take possession of him. Elijah wakes up in the morning. He has some friends. He has some leader, a leadership team. He has his right-hand uh, second-in-command prophet who actually goes outside of the tent early in the morning, stretching out, having a good cup of coffee, taking his vitamins, getting ready for his, his uh, early morning workout and his cold plunge, and then his sauna because that's the trendy thing to do, right? And so in the process, as he's ready to do all of that, he looks out, and verse 15, it says, when the servant of the man of God, Elijah, rose early in the morning and went out and did all the stuff that I mentioned that they didn't take the time to write down here, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, hey, alas, my master, what shall we do? And he said, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And I can see you know, his, his uh, servant looking around be like, I, I, man, the cold plunge must have really got to you because I'm looking around. I don't see, there's nobody here. In fact, the army is not even in this city. We weren't prepared for this. What do you mean there's more on our side than on their side? I, I'm not seeing it. I am not seeing it. I am seeing what I see in the natural and it doesn't look good. I want to warn you that if you only use your natural eyes in this lifetime, it won't be very good looking. It's not going to look great. It's going to look negative a lot of times. You're not going to see the hope. You're not going to see the possibilities, the realities. You're not going to see the situation the way God sees it. Now, what you're seeing is real. It's factual. There is an army, but there's a difference between fact and truth. You need to understand this, that there are facts, and then there is the truth from God. Vision allows you to see the truth of God in spite of the facts. Facts will show up from a doctor's diagnosis. Facts will appear in your checkbook. Even if you do everything right, spend less than, uh, than you make and try to line everything up and you're a good steward and you're faithful to give, sometimes you're the facts of your checkbook based on bills that come in or unexpected taxes or something breaks down, the facts will be negative and you will see them with your eyes. Anybody you live in the same world that I do, okay? The facts of relationship, you're trying to figure out 
what's it going to take to make this thing work or difficulties with one of your children or maybe uh, a family member that's going off the rails and everything that you're looking at, everything that you've tried, all it's, it's like a pathway off of the cliff. And those are the facts. No well-wishing, no humming a happy tune, go out and make it a great day. It's going to change that. Those are the facts. But vision is about seeing the truth of God that is bigger than just the facts. Because with every problem, including this one, the facts of the world, there is the truth of God of what should be, what could be, what will be, if by faith you lock into that truth. And so what Elijah was saying to his servant was uh, real clear. Elijah prays this way. He prayed with his eyes open, too. He looked at him just eye contact. And he prayed this prayer. He said, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. I don't know about you, but if somebody prays for me that way, I'm like, that's a little bit offensive, right? Lord, my eyes are open. Uh, uh. I can see I'm not, I'm not ridiculous. I can see all that's going on around me. Probably you're like me. You know, people who are, who can see, but they're so consumed with what they see, they can't see what really is. But if you'll lean forward and ask God, God will help you to see what could be, what should be, not based on your desires, but based on his desire within the kingdom of heaven. Every time I see a sick person, man, I, I, I see what God's desire is, health. And I know we're all gonna die of something someday, but until that day comes, Jesus was committed to praying for everybody and healing came except for to those people who resisted. Amen. When I see a problem, there's got to be a solution. Where I see a troubled relationship, I, I, I can see the trouble, but I know in my heart the truth is God really has answers if everybody will participate. And so God will begin to give you vision and begin to see. And so while the servant might have been offended as Elijah prayed, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see, the Lord opens the eyes of the young men. And that is an incredible revelation. That is actually the presence of God coming out of Elisha, okay? And, and impacting, his, his relationship with God impacts his servant. And I've had my eyes open so many times, even sitting on the front row, even pastoring the church, even as, as a young man, as a man who's getting older now, there are times, so many times when God opens my eyes so that I can see what I could not see in the natural. Amen. And that is the great gift of God, and I believe that for you. There are answers. There is hope for your future. There are solutions. There are things probably bigger and beyond that which you could ask or even think according to Scripture. That God really does want to do some amazing things. And so it says, so the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. What did he see? That behind the facts are the truth of God, the army of God, the heavenly army of God, the strength of God, the impact of faith, the impact of the word of God reduces the size of that army and that army began to shrink in the shadow of the truth of the word of God. And when you begin to focus on the truth, you will watch the facts begin to shrink. That, that, that chasm between what needs to be and what is begins to get smaller because God really is absolutely so incredibly big and abundant, and there's nothing that we can ask him for that he's not able to do. And his desire usually is to do above and beyond even what we would ask. And so the Lord opened his eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. I don't know about you, but I, I don't naturally see that 
picture behind my problem. But as I begin to pray, as I begin to read the word of God, as I begin to look at the promises of God, as I come into the house of God and begin to sing the songs with the people of God, man, it's amazing how that army that's against me shrinks and the hope for a better future begins to rise up. And I'm able to stand there and say, yeah, okay, we can make it through this day, amen? Anybody, that's your, your experience as well. Amen. Thank you, Pat. Pat's with me. Anybody else? Pat, you and I, let's row together, get all these people on the same, on the same boat, okay? All right, so today is Vision Builder Sunday, and it is all about asking God to show us what should be and, and committing as we've done that. And actually, that started back in November fast, that we as individuals, we as families, we started fasting back then to say, Lord, what do you have for us in 2024? And so some of the things that we'll share with you today really are the byproduct of that. But maybe you're just starting as an individual because as God has a vision for the things the church will do in 2024, there are things that God wants to do in you and through you and things for you to dream about. And so you could come right alongside of that and everything that we talk about for the church, there should be another column for you and for your family, for your ministry, for your business, for your career, for your your personal health, for your finances. God can show you what should be and show you how to see those things come to pass. Now, there's a quote here that I want to read to you from, uh, I wouldn't call him a theologian, but I would say he has a quote. Uh, This is my quote. Got a vision for what God wants to do in your life? Great. But here's the thing. It will never come to pass. It's not going to happen until you recognize where you're starting from and take the step and, and, and the steps that it's going to take. I can't even quote my own quote. And <laughs> I can't even read my own quote. And the steps it's going to take to go from here to there. No one just arrives. No one gets teleported. It doesn't just happen. God invites us then to identify the gap between what is and what should be and work with him to fill it. I've had this many times, a sense in my heart that God wants to do great things through me, but there's never been a time those things have just shown up. I've had to figure out, okay, if God wants to do that thing through me, where am I? And then what, were, what are the steps to get to where I need to be so that that thing is fulfilled? A real big part is to understand where you're at right now. Because if God is calling your hands to do great things, and you just focus on those great things, Your hands might not be strong enough to even do those things, and you have to recognize the strength or the weakness, and in understanding that, seeing that for what it is, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. If your GPS on your car is going to work correctly, it has to be able to identify where are you. Right? I don't know what the sound is. If if you guys need me to change microphones, let me know. But if you're going to get to where you need to go, you have to be honest and recognize where you are. It could be that there needs to be some adjustment in your character or some growth in some biblical knowledge. Or maybe God wants to use you in great ways, but you're not even on a team yet. You need to discover where you're at and get the process started so that you can move forward. I mean, God's called you to win the world, but if you don't know any scripture at all, if you don't read the Bible daily, you've got to recognize where am I and what, is, what are the steps that I will partner with God to fill the gap so that together we can arrive at this place called destiny. Because you don't get teleported. You don't just, it doesn't just come together and happen, okay? But it'll start once you recognize where you are and invite God to help you to get from where you are to where you need to go. Uh, As we talk about our vision 2024, it's important to recognize even as a church, where are we? And so with that, we want to be able to take a quick look at 2023 to not only celebrate that, look back at that, but recognize 
<laughs> recognize how we've gotten there so that we can look at 2024 uh, together. So they're going to take, go ahead and take this, and they're going to kick on the video, and we'll watch this together. That's super cool um, of all that God has done. And we're going to invite three of our uh, very special people who have participated in the events that have happened, the things that have taken place. Give Kim a big hand as she comes to share. Thank you. Uh, I get to talk to you guys about going to Wonder Weekend in October. And it was absolutely amazing. So um, we got to, Raina and I got to go. We rode up with uh, Jocelyn. And we had the best time just being in the car together for about four or five hours. And then um, throughout the weekend, I wanted to share just like one big amazing thing. But there's just a whole bunch of things that make up the culmination. So 
Um, throughout the weekend, we got to go to different events, and the feeling, like I always say that Sunday is my favorite part of the week, because it's that it's that time where I get to feel the Holy Spirit, but with all of you guys, and I swear it kind of like bounces off of each other, and it's magnified different than when we connect on our own. It's like that, but for days. So I encourage you, if you can ever be a part of something like that, um, even when we come on Sundays, we all have something to do after church and our own agenda or pick up your kids. And going to a weekend like that where you just have time to be together, you have different conversations and different relationships and different speakers. Um, they had breakout sessions, so you could choose if you wanted to learn about one of many different things, um, if you wanted to dive deep into getting rid of maybe some trauma, or if you wanted to learn more about a specific topic. And it just the things that we got were priceless. Um, it was raining. It was really raining, but it was at a beautiful place. And we did a 5K, or I think they called it a Canadian 5K. So it was the measurements were off a little bit. But everybody turned back. And there was only a few of us at the end. And I got to spend some time alone with Sandy. I think she's with the kids, because I can't see her. Uh, but I got to hear from her heart. And um, I got to spend some time with Trish. We cried a lot. Um, Rowena pulled uh, Raina aside and she really talked to her and Raina like sprang to life and she was like, Raina, uh, Rowena really spent some time, Pastor Rowena really spent some time talking to me and asking me questions and um, Rowena or Raina got up on stage and did a sing-off and she won. Um, <laughs> My mom heart was so happy because she was uh, was almost 16, I think. She turned 16 that month, and she was battling against like songs from the 80s from women that were like 20 and 30 years older than her, and she won, and I was so proud. And um, just things like that. You know, people don't get to speak into our kids unless they have isolated time away with them. And um, there was a time at the end where we could come up for prayer. There was different speaker sessions, and um, the things that people said, they were just things that touched me and taught me stuff. And I love what Pastor Steve just shared. I think in my head, I think some people are just like struck with the Holy Spirit and others of us have to take the 52 part series of like how to get there. And I, I think maybe that's not true. I think we all need that. And for me, I'm a different person today, having gone through the things that I've gone through that our church brings to us a vastly different person. So, um, a couple years ago, going to supernatural Saturday here, um, all the things we're going to talk about today are are made possible because of what Vision Builders does. And I remember the word that I got then was that I just really needed to step out of myself, what the world had made me into be and what God had for me. And I had to jump through that door. And I had just had a big lady surgery. And I remember thinking, I can barely stand. I'm not going to be able to jump, but I'll try my best. And, um, and I just remember that being the change for me. And then going through internship, going to these different programs, spending that whole weekend away, um, God tells me, I have more for you, and here's how. This is just keep showing up. Just keep getting engaged with each little thing. Um, we got to ride home with Alana, and the entire five hours in the car we sang at the top of our lungs, and we had so much fun and laughed, and, um, and I don't normally get to hang out with people like that in the car or with people for days and days and days, and we just had an amazing time. So um, I encourage you. I was raised in a church of, like, you don't really need to hear what it is we're doing. You just need to show up for it. Um, and so a lot of times I find myself at things thinking, I'm not really sure what we're in for today, but I'm, com I'm coming to it. And so um, 
I can't, can't tell you guys enough about what that time away just pouring into your relationship with God will do for you. And I'm super grateful that Vision Builders is the reason why we get to have all the mini programs that we do. So, all right. Hello. So I get to talk to you guys today about Oaxaca. I had the opportunity to go down with the mission trip my parents were leading. This summer we went down to Oaxaca. It's my it was my second time going. We went last summer as well, but I just the opportunity to go down there is always amazing. Anybody who's been can tell you how amazing it is down there, being able to go and serve such an amazing community, to go work alongside with people who are just growing God's kingdom. Um, I just, like, it's hard to put it into words how good God is. And going down there and seeing how our God is the same everywhere. The Holy Spirit is the same everywhere. He loves us all the same, even though, like... Being here, it can be so easy to get stuck in this Western culture, this idea of God as we see him, but then to go to this place where they don't even have running water, where kids are sleeping on dirt floors, where their houses are made out of tin, to see that the same God, the same Holy Spirit is moving there, and oh, it's just, it's the coolest experience, and of course that is all possible through vision builders. It's possible because people are donating and are giving past just their tithe because they see the vision in that. They see the vision in pouring into communities that don't have as much as we do, but have the same God. And so I just want to say thank you for me personally, like allowing the opportunity for me to be able to go down there and do that. Like that wouldn't have been able to happen without vision builders and yeah they're <laughs> like thank you <laughs> well i'm steve I don't know um but i have the opportunity to talk about uh the men's conference that we went to in the end of april i think that's when it was um and that was that was incredible um you know i think one of, I have, there are a lot of there were a lot of great funny moments. Um, I mean, I remember when Justin back there, who's hiding behind the computer, was trying to throw images to the TV in the mess hall from his phone. <laughs> Successfully did, I'll add. It got up there. It didn't display, but you could see that uh, Justin was trying to share a photo with that Apple TV. Um, from that to the super intense. Uh, Game, or day of games and competing and getting sweaty and uh, that was that was a great experience but I think the best experience was definitely when we would come together and there was just a bunch of manly voices singing to God um, that was really inspiring um, because me as a as a husband and uh, you know trying to do the best I can to lead the family something about men get coming together and saying we're pursuing God together it just it just sets a tone over things, um, just sets a tone and expectation. And that's, I think that's you, my biggest takeaway from the men's conference is just changing this mindset of what does it mean to be a man who leads? What does it mean? Even, you know, whether that's in the capacity of, you know, a church leader, a, a husband, or maybe, you know, you're just uh, trying to lead yourself, 
right? Um, just what does it mean to, to press forward? What does it mean to have a vision? What does it mean to, to be able to take care of things that maybe you don't want to do and, and to just shift your mindset? And that is, you know, my, the reason why I was able to go was because of this idea of vision of, of other people saying, you know, you need, you need to come be a part of this thing. Um, and I, I'm so thankful that I did because it changed so many ways that I thought, so many things, that I, some lies that I believed about who I was. Uh, what it meant to be to be a man, what it meant to be a leader, what it meant to have a certain, you know, I don't consider myself the most manly person in the world. Um, I'm five, eight, maybe five, seven and a half on some days. Uh, um, and, you know, it's and it's, it's kind of thing to laugh at. But those are the kind of things that then a little lie is thrown in there. It's like, oh, you're short. Yeah, I know. But it's 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 a weird thing. That then all of a sudden, you know, these little white lies, these little things that are no big deal, how they begin to grow into how you perceive yourself, how you think others perceive you. And being able to go to a men's conference like this and have that ripped out, have that lie exposed and be like, oh, no, this, I'm so much more capable than I, than I thought I am. Um, and that is all possible because of, of being a vision builder, because of looking to the future, because of seeing where I am and where does God want me to go, but also the other men. And, and being able to come back and see, especially our youth, some of the guys who went, who are youth who came back, man, they're like completely different people. Uh, guys like Evan and Justin and Jameson, like they're not even the same kind of people they were prior to the, the conference. They have grown in leaps and bounds. And it's been so cool and inspiring to watch. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great job, all three of you. Give them a big hand. Um, one of the big things, and this will kind of conclude the portion of what happened last year, one of the big things that we launched this year in 2023 was internship. And part, part, of, it, part of it is because of the history of where we are in our church, of having a, a thriving church and then hitting the pandemic and being rooted in the schools and owning property and a plan to build and an upward trajectory and everything that we were experiencing. And when we hit the pandemic with everything that happened, and other churches certainly experienced this as well, to really feel like the wind is taken out of your sails and watch friends disappear and watch people pull out of the church and to really wonder, like, what is our future? You would know that across, around the world, and especially in the United States, during the pandemic and about the year afterwards, so many churches shut their doors for the final time. And we are so fortunate to be able to band together and to be able to say, no, we love our church. We love this region. We know this region needs a church like our church. We have a role to play. God has, God has called us. And to really grind it out into that first year um, after the pandemic, trying to find a facility. And then that next year, trying to establish the facility um, we knew that we were coming into a season where we we're going to need to rebuild leadership, and that doesn't happen in five minutes. And rebuild leadership not just for this year, but for the years to come. Uh, at some point, you know, I, I won't be able to get up on the platform, and Rowena will, but I, you know, she could be teleported up on the platform, uh, female Jesus. Uh, but, but for me, 
Um, we know that we, we, we're in a season of life where we're growing leaders and we're handing off responsibilities. And there will come the day at some point where I'm no longer the lead pastor. Pastor Rowena is no longer the lead pastor. And we hand it off to a team. And we still continue to dream, regardless of the pandemic, about the resources that we have and planting other churches and helping young people step into their calling. And again, when you have a vision for that, how do you get there? Well, God's not just going to bring you to that spot. You catch a vision for what should be, and then you begin to do the things to get there, right? And so in building out our building and then beginning to call people into leadership, we've got a, a, a group of great leaders, but we knew we needed to go next level with our next wave of leaders. So we started our internship 2023, and beginning the first week of January all the way up to the end of December this last year, week in, week out, reading through the scriptures, reading many books, meeting weekly for prayer, for instruction, for training, opportunities to lead projects, programs, to speak. How many of you enjoyed hearing our interns speak all throughout the year as they did? Uh, so many different things that they did, but truly those, those people have stepped into strength of leadership. And so at this time, I'm going to invite our 2023 uh, interns up onto the platform. We're just going to celebrate them a final time. And we have a special gift for each of them. Pastor Rowing is going to come and join me on the platform. We, we do have a special gift for you guys. Uh, we don't have the time to have each one of you share, and you've been able to already share um, throughout the year in, at times here from the platform and at other times every week in class uh, in different ministries that have gone on, uh, team night. Uh, Lana told me that she felt God called her to that moment and that time, and she was our MC, and it was she did such an amazing job, and we hope he's called her to other things besides that. I, we know that he has. Uh, that wasn't the only event he's called her to, but it's been remarkable to watch you all grow. Now, we can set up the runway for things to happen, but somebody has to get in that runway and fight their own fight. And each of you have battled different things, but have achieved and done well. We want you to know, Pastor Rowena and I want you to know, we love you guys. We are humbled by the work that you've put in. There are many people that say, God has called me to do great things. You are already doing great things. Because you've positioned yourself and aligned yourself with the things that qualify you and put you in a, a space where you can be endorsed and recognized to function in leadership. And where you are today will continue to grow as you continue to lean the things that you've learned and we're believing for better and better years. Some of you are, gonna, are already leading ministries. Some of you are going to continue to speak and preach. Some of you might go beyond that. Who knows? I don't know what the future is necessarily, but we're going to keep rowing together and believe for the next wave because at the end of this month, we launch, we launch Interns 2024. Amen. And uh, our registration for that is available and online. It's an investment into your own life and into the future. This is not a discipleship program. It's an advanced discipleship program. Uh, you need to be already doing some basic things in order to be able to join a, a leadership team like this. But we would invite you, regardless of where you're at in the church, could be that you're already in a leadership position, but you've not been through internship, it would be valuable for you to go through. Or if you're newer to the church, come and talk to us. And it might be that maybe not this year, but maybe the next year, the, you've taken the steps to step into uh, the thing that you believe that God has called you to. And I just want to say, and we want to say to you, well done, good and faithful servants, okay? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and pray over them. And as you step off the stage, Trish is going to go ahead and hand you. Well, Trish can come now. We're going to go ahead and pray. And eyes open. I'll just look at them while I pray. And you can pray along. Trish, you can, you can hand them out while I'm praying. Father, thank you for each of these interns. We're so grateful for the time, the extra time. Extra, 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 extra time 
And the laughter and the fun and the key moments, sometimes moments of adjustment, sometimes moment of just celebration, uh, party every single week because Alana was there. And, uh, but great, great moments. I thank you for the spiritual growth that has happened within this group. I pray a blessing over them. We thank you for the opportunity to be in interns. We do. All of us do. We thank you for what has been accomplished for the kingdom of God, what will be accomplished in the future as they continue to grow. And Father, we pray a blessing over 2024 interns in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Give them a big hand as they're seated. Great job, guys. Great job. They're going to grab me the pulpit and we'll just finish up here pretty quick. Uh, just because I need my notes. Um, great job, Raina. Okay, so um, just really quick, uh, it's been an incredible year, and you've been able to see that up on the screen. Uh, I just want to shout out to Leslie and her photography team. The photography... The amazing photography that happens every single week that gets posted on social media and then be above and beyond that, we create, our, most years, we create a yearbook and uh, 2023 yearbook is now available. And I will say this, if you turn in a card to become a vision builder and you drop it in the box in the back and we'll be doing that through, we won't be doing vision builder Sunday every Sunday, but you'll have to the end of this month to drop your card in the back. If you drop a card in the back and make a commitment Stop by the Connect Center, and they're going to give you a free copy of our yearbook. Now, if you just want to buy one, you could just put the $10 in as your vision builder gift and get a free one, <laughs> or you could go ahead and buy one. Uh, we'll have those at the Connect Center for you as well. But I want, to, I want to make this statement that this book, as amazing as it is, some of you are in here and you don't even realize that you're in here. It's not more than just the pictures that you saw behind us today uh, in the video this book would be half the size if it wasn't for our vision builders. It's just the reality. And I'll just give you a quick explanation from a statistical standpoint um, on the truth of that. You see, um, every week in order to function as a church family, let's just talk as a church family. Every week as a church family, this building alone costs us $3,000. It's a significant amount of money. I mean, your house, remember your house buy a house today, it's going to cost some serious money. And we knew that as a family, we could no longer, we just couldn't meet in the schools anymore. There was too much that was shaking. There was too much at risk. And so we had a vision to be able to build out this place. Everything that you see that we've done, every, we own it all. There's no debt on this property at all. And that's so good. But it continues to cost us $3,000 a week, and that's $156,000 a year. We own a piece of property, 10 acres across town. That continues to cost us about $700 a week that we pay but we own it. And, and, and while we only owe $600,000, it's worth double, maybe triple that amount of money. But that's $36,000 annually. Plus, we're a giving church. I mentioned that. And our giving is typically about $1,000 a week that goes outside of this church to, to plant churches, to be a part of C3 Global, to uh, give to Oaxaca. So many things that we do. Uh, this last year, about $50,000 that we give. That means it costs us to function just to function, bare bones minimum. That's not doing anything. That's just we have a sign on the door, $4,700 a week. That's before resources, subscriptions, equipment, refreshments. How many of you enjoy our free coffee? Yeah. It'll always be free. You know why? Because when my kids come to my house, I don't charge them to eat. We're a family. 
We're not a business. While we are a family, we still have to do good business. We don't treat our family like a business. We're a family. And when our guests come over, we love to be generous. And so that's, that $4,700 a week does not include resources, subscriptions, equipment, refreshments, salaries, spiritual, special outreaches, or events. But this house has been built on faithful tithers. And every dime of that's been covered. And our faithful tithers, who the concept is they take 10% of their income and they return it to the house of God, according to Malachi, it says, so that the house of God may have bread. In other words, we can function. We can, and that's bare, how many of you want to eat bread for every meal? Anybody? But if you had nothing else, how many of you know you could live on bread? Amen. And you would love that bread. And so our tithers, they return their income to the church, and that allows us to be able to not just do the bare minimum, because the bare minimum is about $4,700 a week, but our church family returned about $6,700 every single week. And so we were able to do above and beyond. We were able to purchase resources, subscription, equipment, refreshments, salaries, special outreaches, and, all, and, and a few small events because of the faithful tithe of our family. Okay, but with that, that's still the basics. That's squeaking by, nothing extra. But this last year, we were able to do extra because of this list of our 2023 vision builders behind me. These were our people last year who had a vision for the future. And whether they gave $100 or in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars to the future, that's why two of the seven people who were on the trip uh, this past week, standing in a group of 55,000 people, a trip that cost each individual about $1,000 a piece to be able to go, two of those people probably wouldn't have been able to afford to go, might not have thought to go, but vision builders whispered in their ear and said, we've got a vision for your future of who you can become, and we want to make sure that you go there. It's why some of the people who have gone to Oaxaca didn't have the money to go and found themselves experiencing serving at a level in a different country because somebody in this church had a vision for them to do that. It was a vision to be able to see a women's event hosted here that cost $7,500 to do, but brought in world-class speakers and prophetic words were downloaded and all kinds of things took place that are like building blocks that build the experience of the life of a person that brings them from infanthood into maturity to reproduce the same experience in other people because somebody said, I don't want to be a part of the bare bones minimum. I've got a vision for more. Amen? Amen. And so I look out at this room, and some of these are single moms. Some of these are students. Some of these are families that are, are, have difficult times. Some of these are, are, are business owners. Some of these are young leaders. Some of these are people who are strong in their faith. But yet they've said, I want this book to be twice as thick I want this room to be twice as full. I want us to have to buy other properties. I want to see people experience Jesus and go on to cause others to experience Jesus so that we can build the kingdom of God here on this earth. Amen? Amen. 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 So with that, you could see that they, they gave an additional almost $50,000 to vision builders. And really, that is the difference of so many of these pictures that are in there. Um, so... Here's the thought. Why, why do we do vision builders? Let me just give you three quick thoughts. Number one, we're a generous family. I'm not asking us to become one. We are one. You want to know why? When Pastor Rowena and I stepped forward and said, Lord, you can use us. So we started our church family. We determined to be generous on day one. As individuals, as a couple. 
There's never been a vision builders that we didn't participate and fight to be the number one givers. And no one will ever know those numbers, but we know what we've done. And our first day as a church family, when we planted this church, we sponsored, I think it was three different church plants from day one, though nobody was sponsoring us. We are a generous church. And if you join this church family, you won't have a problem when we talk about money because you'd be like, ooh, if God can get it to me, he can get it through me. And you'll have a dream about the chair that's empty next to you being filled with somebody just like you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we, we, we believe in vision builders because we're a generous family. The bare minimum of giving, it's not really giving, is returning our tithe. It will not do, not in my life. I'm not just going to hit the required mark of anything in my lifetime. You give me a goal, I will exceed your expectations. You know why? Because he has done exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything I could ever ask or think. My God is a God of more than I've ever dreamed of. And so as I live my life, my expectation is to do above and beyond the bare minimum. I ain't trying to squeak by in my lifetime. My expectation is to live uh, in the same fragrance that the God of heaven has blessed me with, and that is a kingdom of more. So we're a generous family. Second thing is we're a visionary family. We don't just go by what we can see. There's actually some, some reasons why not to build out this building. There's actually some reasons to not do all the things that we are. If every time we went to do a new event and we looked at the bank account, it would be like, we probably shouldn't do this, so let's do it. <laughs> because there's a vision for what could be and what should be. And some of you sit in this room today and we'll go on to leading within this room. And who knows, leading in another room, maybe pastoring churches, planting churches, because of the vision, not of what is, but what heaven is saying should be. We're a visionary family. We especially have a vision for what God has done for us, and we want to duplicate that in the lives of other people. Thirdly, we're a faith-filled family. We do our part, absolutely knowing that it's not going to be enough, but God will do his part. But he will not do his part until we do our part. Our doing our part is the catalyst for him to do his part. I just wish God would show up. He is wanting to. He's waiting. Oh, I just wish God would fill in the blank. He probably wants to. It's going to require you to take a step first. Amen? Okay. So if you look in the brochure, or I think it's behind me, it lays out how we've broken up every dime that will come in this next year. Now, if we have $50,000 that comes in for Vision Builders, we're going to be able to do what we've done this last year, which has been awesome. And it's no small thing, but I'm, I'm just believing for double. I'm believing that the Lord will help me to do double what I did last year for Vision Builders. I personally used to dream about making more money. And for me, I've discovered that that is actually the wrong side of the equation to dream about. I have dreamed in the last 10 years about not making more money. I've dreamed about giving more money. And as I've dreamed about that, I've watched my income increase insanely. There have been moments where Rowena and I have given to vision builders and just given to the church, but given to vision builders and outside it. We support other things besides just at the church. And I remember there was a, there was a year, uh, a couple of years ago where we were like, I did, we just wanna, we want to do above and beyond. And yet our, our, our income had, re, had constricted some and we said, we've got to do at least as well as we did last year. And yet everything looking at the, future is like kind of 2024. I'm looking at the future saying, oh gosh, bad news on the horizon. 
And we just made that commitment anyways. And what's really weird is, you know, miracles come in weird moments and in weird ways. Very rarely is it just a check in the mailbox, but we went to sell a piece of property. And I tell you what, there is a line on the calendar of the year that we sold that where leading up to this point, everything was ramping up. It's a good time, good time, better time to sell, better time to sell. And if you didn't sell by that week, you were not going to sell at all. It was the weirdest thing that happened in our real estate market. I don't know what that looks like, but I'll tell you one thing. When I listed my property, I hit a spot where there was a bidding war for my property and three people drove up the price on the property that I was selling by an amount that was 10 times the amount I had given to vision builders that year that was a stretch to even be able to do it. Now, I'm not telling you that vision builders works that way every way, but I am telling you anytime I've ever given generously, God has turned and poured back into my life. As I dream about what I could do for the kingdom of God, God is saying, oh, and I watch it impact my life, and I've watched so many of it impact your life. So stand with me. Worship team's going to come, and we're going to go ahead, and we're going to sing a final song. Uh, you have the cards. There's no hard, there's no hard sell. I'm not, we're not selling condo memberships or anything like that. We're inviting you to take ownership in your local church or maybe a church that's becoming your church. I'm also inviting you to be into being a part of what's going on. Some of you are not on a team. I don't really feel called to be on a team. You don't need to be called to be on a team. Let me tell you something. When you tell your son to take out the trash and he says to you, son, he says, dad, I, I just don't feel called to take out the trash today. You're going to explain to him he doesn't need to be called to be a part of the, to do things that help the family because he's part of the family. And this is not a business. This is a family. I don't need a calling to help hold the door. I don't need a great calling to help teach kids. I can see the need and I can respond to it. Amen. And so get on a team. That's how you begin to grow. That's how you begin to be accountable. Some of you, we got some students that come by yourselves without your parents. I remember Bethany, when she first started coming, I don't know where she's at. I see her back. She started coming with her grandfather, Steve, who's I think also in the room someplace, usually standing in the back. Some of you are like, why is he standing back there? He just wants a good view. And, he... and Bethany jumped in and got involved. One of the key leaders and future leaders in, our, of our, the, in the kingdom of God. Amen. It's been remarkable to watch her grow. She didn't sit back. She's become the person that she's become because we had a vision for it and she bought into the vision for it. Man, things that God has spoken through her, the notes that have unlocked heaven for us through her. I look around the room and that's where it starts. And there's encouragement for that. And there's also sometimes some, hey, you need to stop doing some of this or that. We never did Bethany. We didn't have to say that to her. She's like, female Jesus the second or something like that. She's, she's awesome. But there's those adjustments, right? And, but that's how we grow. We become the kites that are tethered to the kingdom of God, the house of God. And we rise. We bring God glory as we do what we do. And it stirs the wind to blow across to other people's lives. So if you want to become a vision builder, pray with your family about that. You know, hard sell. We just want to invite you to dream about the empty seat next to you people experiencing things at women's conferences, men's conferences. I just got the word, Corey, that they're not doing Forge up in our, the conference we went to last year. Just got word that there's no men's conference this year. Oh, there'll be a men's conference because we're going to get in the airplane. We're going to fly down to Awaken and go to their men's conference because our men will go and they will have the impact. Steve did not share about this much of what God did in his life at that conference. It wrecked him in a good way. 
And he's a faithful leader in the house of God. He has been since he was a kid. He went because I don't think he could afford it. A vision builder made it possible for him to be able to go. Is that worth it? Heck yeah. Because that affects his wife. That affects his grandkids. And they're related to me. That matters. What's that? Or Yeah, his grandkids. They affect his grandkids. And if he keeps on going, he's going to have a lot of them. Which means I'll have even more great-grandkids. Okay. Hand over your heart. We'll sing this final song. Is it okay that I went a little bit over time? Some of the visitors are like, no. Father, God, I thank you for the opportunity to do what we did last year. Celebrate that. Wow. Some people that are in this room that weren't. Some of our kids that didn't know you know you now. It's people standing in this room. Man, you opened up the heavens. And they saw you for the first time and said yes. Some of them are going to get baptized in February. We're excited about that. Some of them are going to join the internship because they need to grow to the next level and become the leaders God's calling them to be. God, we thank you for what was done and what will be accomplished. And it does require money, but more than that, it requires our hearts. And you have our hearts. And the money follows out of all of our lives. Pray a blessing over this. We're going to sing with the worship team. With all of our heart, strength, soul, and mind, let's do it, worship team. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a big hand. Thanks for being with us today. Be sure to like and subscribe and visit us at c3swwa.com for more information about our church. 